At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is Live Bet Sunday here on VSEN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles here at the South Point, but I am not alone today. We're spread across Vegas and the country. Our guy Danny Burke with us from Chicago, Ben Wilson. On the left side of your screen, if you're watching at home from Circa, gentlemen, we're going to be here every single Sunday during the NFL season from this time, 3 o'clock Eastern time, all the way through to 8 o'clock Eastern, five hours of this trio every single Sunday. Danny, you're the one who's not in Vegas. It's good to see your face, buddy. I know. Uh, happy to be back in action with the boys. Uh, I'm sure it'll be an absolutely clean cut show throughout every NFL Sunday. No shenanigans whatsoever. <laughs> we'll never be sweating out bets. You know, it's, it's going to be very vanilla, right? And no nonsense is going to happen this season, boys. Uh, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to lay the no price on that one. I'll be pretty safe on that. But, 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 but make ben, it minus 10,000, Jeff. That's what your no price would be. <laughs> ooh, ooh, I think that's cheap. I think that's cheap. It's got to be money. That's 50, cheap. Yeah, fifty thousand, hundred thousand. That's easy. Come on, we're not even going to get through one one segment without shenanigans. But of course, uh, Ben, we're going to be with everyone during what is uh, known, of course, as the witching hour. That last hour of the one o'clock Eastern games, leading in to the four o'clock Eastern games, and of course, we'll be going off the air right as Sunday night football gets going. So you're the you're the biggest screen in the world, right behind you. So you're you're going to have a good a go of it as well. I, I think so. Yes. Can we just also to start here, set the record straight yesterday might've been the only time in our show's history that Danny and I will have agreed on a singular bet because Whoa. Danny and I were both on Arkansas minus six and a half yesterday. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there right now because we're probably going to be on opposite sides like every single week. And uh, that was uh, I say fruit basket. Danny and I will, we'll, we'll go 50, 50 on that to the Cincinnati kicker. Cause that, uh, that helped <laughs> us get that thing home. So at least we can start things out with a positivity, Danny. I don't know where we're going from here, exactly. but that was at least a nice way for us to get things started in a, what was obviously a crazy day yesterday. Yeah, that kind of salvaged me from just a horrid day because my day started off with that app state matchup against North Carolina <laughs> and I'm sitting pretty right They're up 21 to seven, but I wasn't like comfortable because it had the feeling of a shootout and then they get down what like 41 to 21 and JVT and I were doing the show yesterday and he's like, ah, there's still time and they were coming back and I was like, 
already claimed them dead. And then they get the fumble. They score the touchdown. And I mean, you guys know the rest, but my goodness, I mean, talk about just getting teased numerous times. I mean, I wanted them to go for two at the end and the guy's wide open. The quarterback misses the throw. They tack on 50 points that he misses a two yard throw. He's wide open in the end zone. That makes sense. And then the guy from North Carolina returns the onside kick, which is like, what are you doing? There's been almost a hundred points scored in this game. The game's not over. And even the commentators didn't really realize it. And lo and behold, they score again and they fail to get the two point conversion. They score 61 points, but they can't get in the end zone two consecutive times from two yards out. Makes complete sense, right, guys? Well, total doubled from what it was pre-flop. Both teams went over the pre-flop total on, on their own. Of course, that was UNC 63 to 61. Danny, we were sitting here during that obvious a crazy ending. I had Appalachian State at halftime plus four, and young Ben Wilson here legitimately declaring my victory before my that bad. onside kick oh, no. was returned for a touchdown. And I'm thinking Ben Almost mid- mushed Jeff. Well, Ben was mid sentence too. Like, it, Oh, you're going to start two and oh, and your in game bets. And unless if North Carolina is the dudes running 30 yards down the field with no one within 20 yards of him. Uh, <laughs> oh, he, he, unless if they bring it back for a touchdown. And thankfully for me, Appalachian state came right back down, scored the touchdown. But unfortunately for our guy, Danny and Danny, you were not alone because that game had crazy movement on the home team. That was two and a half the whole summer with North Carolina favored and an Appalachian state close a three point favorite, even three and a half at some spots here in Vegas, getting it done. No, North Carolina was 63, 61, the final, but let's go to the bigger games from yesterday. Let's start. Let's start at the shoe. Danny, I, I got to give Notre Dame credit because you're, you're in the Notre Dame footprint there in Chicago. Notre Dame played basically as well as they could have defensively, but in the end, the Irish fall to Ohio State, 21-10. Buckeyes get it done. They don't cover any number that was out there at any point. But, Danny, I would say this. I would say Ohio State going up and against elite defense struggled at first but did what they had to do at the end. But Notre Dame may be a lot better than we realize going into this season. Yeah, give credit where credit's due, and you're right. I mean, I grew up in Notre Dame country here in the Chicagoland area. I did grow up a fighting Irish fan, and it's just been consistent disappointment, just like my alma mater, Nebraska. I mean, you guys know because uh, you're always laughing at me. But, hey, rightfully so. I'm laughing at myself, too. But the point is with this game, I stayed away from it, guys, because I've seen this story one too many times. Even though 17 points was a lot, I was thinking, man, we've seen Notre Dame go up against the likes of squads like Ohio State, and you just never felt comfortable taking the points because they would get blown out. New coach, new team, great defense, as you alluded to, Jeff, and they really showed up. I mean, Ohio State last year obviously got off to that rough start, and they did lose a lot of pieces, so I guess it's not entirely surprising that the game was pretty close, but I wanted to stay away from this one, and I actually ended up following my philosophy of what uh, JVT and I were talking about a little bit, was wait and see if the Buckeyes got off to a slow start, which they ended up doing. And then when they were going into the second half, minus four and a half was the number out there. And I was talking with some buddies and we were both like, you know, seldom are you going to get Ohio state in this spot? And we know they should be the rightful side. We think they were, we thought they were going to win going into the game. We just didn't feel comfortable laying the 17 points. So knowing after their halftime adjustments, they were probably going to figure it out. That's the bet that I did pull the trigger on. I'm not saying it was a sweat free bet. It definitely took a little bit to get there, but luckily it did. And yeah, they pulled through, but At the end of the day, you're right. Maybe Notre Dame, if they can compete, even though they lost by double digits, I mean, based on what was expected from the public out of them, it's a good start for the Fighting Irish relatively. Well, Notre Dame. I was going to add too, Danny. It's amazing. Uh, Look, Ohio State, I mean, guys, last year, their lowest point total was 26. Their lowest yardage total was in the Mm -hmm. 450s against Michigan. Their lowest yards per play was just shy of six against Michigan. Last night, 21 points, under 400 yards, 5.7 yards per play. So, I I mean, I I definitely had the same thought you had, Danny, of like what we saw out of the Notre Dame defense, even with the absence of Jackson Smith and the Jigba and, and being a little bit banged up on the Ohio State side, you have to give them a lot of credit. At the same time, like you look at some of the lines that have already come out, Notre Dame, you said as an 18 point home favorite against Marshall, while Alabama's an 18 point road favorite at Texas. So that kind of still shows you the chasm and the gap here between you know the haves and the and the haves nots. And when I say have nots, I'm still meaning like top five in the country. Uh, and I so you still have to give Ohio State and you know, being in that same range as Alabama. But to me, like you do have to at least give them uh, you know give them the edge for now until we see how that defense will match up against some of their better uh, opponents later on this year. But that was the number that that uh, or at least the stat that jumped out to me, guys. When 
when you think about, was this maybe a box score fluke? I didn't really think it was from the defensive side uh, on the Notre Dame end. No, I, I look, Notre Dame's defense looked like a top five unit in the country last night against the offense that everyone said going into the year was going to be at worst the second best offense. We'll get to Alabama a little later. Yes, difference of opponent for sure. But I, I was very impressed with Notre Dame. And look, over nine and a half was a consideration for me on the preseason win total. I would feel pretty good if I went over on Notre Dame because they should be able to handle BYU here, even though BYU looked awesome yesterday in Tampa. And then it's up to beating Clemson or USC the final week of the season. I, I think Notre Dame is really cooking pretty well, even with a loss yesterday. And Ohio State will be fine, kind of like it was last year. They lose in the shoe to Oregon in week two. Oregon ended up not being particularly good. I think Notre Dame is going to be better than Oregon was a year ago. The other marquee matchup, boy, this was one, another one in the long line of the Pac-12 just can't get out of his own way early in the year. I'm not talking about Oregon getting drilled by Georgia, which was somewhat expected. I'm talking about Utah going to the swamp, really playing Florida pretty evenly, but in the end, a cam rising interception as Utah's going in, trying for the game-winning touchdown down by three, intercepted in the end zone, and the Gators as two-and-a-half-point home underdogs get it done, 29-26 game, barely goes over the 52. But for me, even more than Utah, Ben, this was about Anthony Richardson bursting onto the scene yet again, who looked every bit the part of that long-shot Heisman hopeful that a lot of betters gravitated to this offseason. And if you had a 50-to-1 ticket on Richardson preseason, that number is going to be much shorter very quickly. Yeah, and especially, too, for Florida. Like, we knew guys, like, I mean, for Billy Napier coming in, he was a like a, a proven excellent coach schematically, even in his time in the Sun Belt. And really the question was just, okay, how quickly could that transition take place? And how would he be able to utilize a lot of new pieces? I think it was a pretty smart strategy to just say, all right, let's put the ball in our one playmaker's hand and just let him run around and make things happen. And that's exactly what you saw. And when you have a guy as a quarterback, average over nine yards a carry, three touchdowns on 11 runs, like it, it had to jump out. And yeah, I, you know, I didn't think Utah really played poorly. And it was, it certainly, you know, you'd take your chances if you're Utah, you at least get the field goal, go to overtime there. Hard to really blame Cam Rising for, you know, it just so happens the one mistake really that he made all night was in a spot that big, but yeah, you come away from this, you know, for thinking about at least on the Utah perspective. And I think Jeff, you make a good point on, on Richardson. Those, those numbers are going to be cut way, way down. It's just when you have the, the hype behind a team like the Utes had this year, and you have the expectations to not just compete, but to win a PAC 12 title, to be in the mix for the college football playoff, your late game execution can, cannot look so woeful just compared to a, a guy who is kind of just freelancing and trying to make things work because he had a new coach and a lot of new personnel around him. That to me is the one, the one egregious thing for Utah. You can make the excuses and we saw some of the shots guys on the sidelines puking with the humidity and everything, but bottom line, if you're Utah, it just, just weren't good enough in the, in the moments where they had to have big plays. And that to me, I mean, that was my Utah takeaway. Yeah. Richardson is a pretty damn good guys. That, that's all I think we really need to say on him. Cause I, he was amazing. Just creating in space. Yeah, I'm right there with you, fellas. I mean, this was a classic pros versus Joes game. You saw the line kind of ticking toward Florida a little bit because it's weird. On paper, Utah should be winning this game, but because of the unique setting, being down there in Gainesville, first game for Napier, as you alluded to, and Utah not playing particularly well on the road. It was a tough spot, but hell of a game. Don't overreact to Utah, though. Still going to be a top team out there in the West. Hey, hey, Danny, ask Jeff who he bet on yesterday. Oh, game. I think I think oh, Danny baby. knows the answer to that <laughs> one. I still want to know how early in the third quarter where Tavion Thomas is laying in the end zone and the refs are like, no, he's short. He's a half yard short. Okay, sure. That's not how I expected football to not look. Not bitter at all, Jeff. Well, I, hey, it is what it is. I'll point it out through the year. We're rolling along. Live bet Saturday underway to the NFL. We go next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. 
criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted out specials, and plenty more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip here in Vegas with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older and physically located to place a wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It is Live Bet Sunday. Here on VEASAN, happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Danny Burke in Chicago. Ben Wilson, uh, just a few miles due north of me here at the South Point at Circa. Uh, gentlemen, one, one last thing on college football before we go fully into the NFC, into the AFC East. Alabama 55, Utah State nothing. You got to love it, basically a 10.5 point move on Alabama and still absolutely no problem for the number one Crimson Tide to cover that number with ease, Danny. Yeah, Alabama just doing Alabama things, right? And it's one of those teams that I feel like I have not bet in years because of how insane the market is adjusted to them, and rightfully so because you see examples of like what we just witnessed yesterday. But great start for the squad. And I kind of have a question to you guys, too, because JVT and I were discussing Heisman and, you know, C.J. Stroud is the pegged favorite, the short shot coming into the season. And Bryce Young, of course, having it last year and knowing that they're the outright favorite team. Is this a guy that like what does Bryce Young have to do to repeat as the Heisman winner? I mean, because he already set the bar so high. I feel like these writers like to get a new face in the mix. Does he just have to be that much better or does him winning it last year hurt him for this year? Because I mean, he's going to have performances like he did yesterday, yeah. 55, nothing. But man, it's got to be a lot of them. I feel like. I know. Look, I, I definitely feel the same way. And it's kind of why, at least for me, I, I don't know how you feel, Jeff. I don't get involved in the, especially in the Heisman voting solely because of the narrative surrounding it. I mean, if like Bryce Young probably should have been the presumed favorite coming in. If you were doing this or just based on the statistics and based on what you figured, especially even though both, both guys are dual threat, just with the, what young represents and just how elite he was a season ago. So, I mean, look, Danny, if he's, if he's going to have five passing touchdowns in like two and a half quarters and rush for a hundred yards with a touch on every game, I think he's probably a safe bet. And he probably should be the favorite now after this week, I'll be curious to see uh, how those numbers look once, once week one is completely in the books here uh, because of the struggles of Stroud. But it, it's just one of those things like you're asking him to go so far beyond and beyond that it's hard for me to really want to trust voters who, who might just continue to hold that against them all season with such a loaded uh, cast around him. I don't know if you feel any differently about that, Jeff. 
Well, yesterday's performance by Anthony Richardson kind of gives me a little bit of pause because as we've seen in the past, when a, when someone comes from down the board and has an unexpected performance right out of the gate like that, that puts whoever was the pre the preseason favorite a little bit behind the eight ball. Now it's unfair for Young, who had six total touchdowns yesterday, ran for 100 yards, 18 to 28 and 195 yards passing with five touchdown passes. Uh, but I, look, I think you got to monitor Richardson. You got to monitor Stroud as this season goes along. I think I'm in the camp of what what Danny was saying that it has to be a season that is just so far above everyone else that Bryce Young is just so much better, and that would be his path. Even if Alabama goes 12 and 0 in the regular season, 13 and 0 with an SEC title, I, I still think you would have to be so much better than everyone else. Speaking of former Alabama quarterbacks, as we go to the AFC East. Let's start there. Tua Tungavailoa, the Miami Dolphins, your second favorite in the AFC East because, of course, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, the projected AFC East champions by most, the betting favorites to win the East yet again for the third consecutive year right now at BetMGM, minus 225 for Buffalo to win the division yet again. Of course, they are the Super Bowl favorites as well. New England and Miami, the co-second favorites, both at plus 475, and then unfortunately for me, my New York Jets at 22 to 1. That probably should be about 40 to 1 at this point on New York. Ben, <laughs> yeah. Just looking at the AFC East as a whole, let's just start with Buffalo, who, of course, played that epic game with Kansas City last year, gets knocked out. Their defense can't get a stop with 13 seconds left. They can't get a stop in overtime. I, I, what are your expectations for Buffalo here? Because, again, heavy favorites to win a division, a high win total of 11 and a half. Is this basically now make the Super Bowl at a bare minimum? And this, if they don't, this is a almost a failure for the Bills of what this is at this point? I, I, Jeff, I wouldn't go that far. I would say AFC Championship game probably minimum just based on the, the preseason expectations for them. And, and I'll say this, too, as far as the regular season goes, you know, that number to me, the, at least the win total, pretty good number at this point, 11 and a half, and, and you're not really getting much value looking to bet into that on the over, having to lay a $1.50 price. But it's funny to just to look at some of these elite teams and what the schedule makers you know, did to them and, and how some of these, these teams were in different positions. I mean, you look at the Packers who have uh, one of the, the worst schedules just based on the rest where they've got a couple different weeks with opponents coming off buys and, and the, the schedule makers certainly are putting their backs, you know, the Packers at least in a, a difficult position, just how the, it naturally breaks down in a 17 game season. Bills are the complete opposite. If you look at their overall, you know, just the, the raw aggregate uh, rest edges here, Bills have the easiest schedule by that mark in the entire NFL, even though their actual strength of schedule by the preseason Vegas win totals is, is right around even. So I do, I at least put some, some stock into that. When you think about a team who is going to get everybody's best shot, like all of these top teams do it's not like it's just the Super Bowl champions from last year the Rams who have the target on their back like we we should be honest about this Buffalo certainly in the AFC has the target on their backs this year that is really favorable to uh, to have that kind of set up the way that they do and you're already getting a Rams team where we're not really sure to start the year which is normally a tough spot for the road teams where we don't, aren't really uh, sure what to get out of Matthew Stafford as far as his health goes even though all signs appear to him uh, being ready there for week one. So with that all being said, there's really not a weakness outside of the you know, a running back position that doesn't really have any elite guys. You know, if you look at where most people would, would grade out that running back room, it's probably near the bottom 10 in the league. But having said that, it's an offensive line that was, uh, was really, really efficient last year. And you think about how you know, their running backs picked up three yards before contact about a quarter of the time a season ago. That's, that's among the best in the NFL. So if I'm, if I'm getting a healthy offensive line, which they've really done in a, in a patchwork mold, like they haven't had to use a ton of really high draft picks. They've gotten great production out of some unheralded names. You combine that, to give space and room for these running backs along with a quarterback as elite as Josh Allen and a defense that has been very, very good and highly graded under, under the Sean McDermott era. That to me is kind of the perfect recipe here for a division that is not all that strong. We'll talk about the rest of the teams here. And so when you combine all those factors, Jeff, I think anything short of a, a division title and then B you're at least expecting a first round by and a run pretty deep into the playoffs, at least one round there would be fall would be completely failing and falling short of those expectations. I'd at least have for them. Danny, uh, just look, looking at at Miami here because we were we were texting before the show, and we're gonna go through our our, our season long bets here. And Ben at least had known of this because we brought it up on primetime action uh, a few weeks ago. But Danny, 
Tua Tungavailo obviously entering a big year for him. Dolphins win total eight and a half. They're plus 135 to make the postseason. Uh, right now, plus 475 to win the East at Ben MGM. Danny, I'll just say it right now for everyone listening. I used a free bet while I was vacationing in your great home state of Illinois on Tua Tungavailoa to win the MVP at 60-1. to 1. Now, big difference with making a free bet on that as opposed to, oh, I don't know, actually making a bet that wasn't one that I had to use before leaving the state. But, but Danny, at least for me, Tua Tungavailoa, if Miami's going to make the playoffs, I expect Tua to have a, a pretty good year. Now, MVP good? Probably not. But at least proving that he is an NFL starter at this point, Danny, uh, which has been something that, let's face it, he hasn't proved yet. No, he has not whatsoever. And I was a big Tua fan coming into the NFL, but he has not done anything that would boost any confidence in me wanting to back him for any sort of award. And I get it. You know, you clarify it with the free bet. So good on you. But Tua Tungavailoa, a.k.a. Jeff Parle's guy this upcoming <laughs> season. Ben, you and I are holding him to it, by the way, every single Sunday, whether oh, he does absolutely. good or bad. It's all on Jeff, right? And he's got to get the jersey if something good happens. But in all seriousness, I, it's like the jury's just still out on him, right? I mean, you get a new head coach who, yeah, very innovative, creative, a lot of spark and the fan favorite from all of the social media interaction that we saw last season and maybe he does fine and yeah they get Tyree kill and Tyree kills a great receiver and we've seen a couple clips of him out of training camp who cares until we actually see it displayed on the field and until that point and until we see it happen game after game I'm not sold on anything with Tua. It's not that I'm rooting against him. I just can't put any stock into him. And what Ben was saying as well, just kind of looking at the grand scheme of things in this division, no, you don't want to lay about minus 225 with Buffalo, but there's really no other team that I believe can give them a run for their money. Buffalo's just too far and ahead. The Patriots are in shambles right now, and you just don't know what you're getting out of Tua. And a bet that you could do, I think, out by you and here, you could parlay division winners. Not that I am doing it or would do it, but if you want to get involved, with Buffalo, maybe parlay him with another division with another team you feel confident with. Don't don't mind Danny, that strategy at all. Division winners, Jeff. I don't mind that strategy at all. I mean, Buffalo, Tampa. I wish I had more confidence in Green Bay, but those three yeah. seem pretty solid all the way around. Uh, we'll have more NFL talk. Of course, if you want more information on the NFL, become a Vsin subscriber today. Get yourself the NFL preseason betting guide available now. Live Bet Sunday rolling along. We're keeping it with the NFL next here on Live Bet Sunday on VSIN. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like we do here at VSIN. So now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSIN subscribers will get all the tools to prep for the college and pro season this year. So our experts will provide profiles on every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on the season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. So sign up early and get a discount of $175. You'll receive both guides and get full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything that VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of VEASAN, the sports betting network. Happy to be with you live bet Sunday. I'm Jeff Parles live at the South Point, by the way. Shouts to our crew here at the South Point. Uh, Matt and Liz downstairs, Matt Santos in the producer's chair, Kevin running the audio board. Shout out to Mikhail running the audio board as well at Circa, making sure Ben Wilson's audio over there is working good. Ben Wilson's with us from Circa, Danny Burke from Chicago. I'm Jeff Parles here at the South Point, the original home here of our network. Guys, we'll continue the AFC East discussion. I'm going to save the Jets for last, so we'll save the worst for last. Let's get to New England. Guys, this offseason for New England was one of the odder ones for Bill Belichick in his tenure. We still don't know exactly the offensive hierarchy, whether it's Patricia, whether it's Judge on that side of the ball, which either option kind of frightening anyway you slice it. Mac Jones had a wayward preseason in his two appearances 
Coming in after a playoff appearance last year and a good rookie campaign for Jones. New England with a win total of eight and a half, juiced over minus 115. They're plus 160 to make the postseason for the second consecutive year, plus 475 to get back on top for the first time since Tom Brady left for Tampa in the AFC East. Danny, New England's roster screams 7-10, but it's Mm -hmm. still a Bill Belichick head coach team. I'm concerned about taking an under at 8.5 in New England just because of the Belichick factor. Yeah, I would agree with you, Jeff. I think my best bet that I would have made for this Patriots team would be for them to miss the postseason, but you've already seen it get steamed up so heavily, now up to minus $2. So it's not really worth a bet right now if you're looking to fade New England, as you're kind of alluding to, you would just have to do the season win total under eight in the hook, but you still have that trepidation because of Bill Belichick, and you have to. He's established that footprint for himself despite who his quarterback is, despite the lack of offensive weapons and the lack of an offensive coordinator. But, Jeff, I guess what I'm hoping here is that maybe New England gets on a little bit of a hot streak, right? I mean, maybe they get a win here or there and there's some momentum gaining and we're like, oh, you can't count out Bill Belichick as we say every year. But in the back of our minds, we still know that this team probably doesn't have what it takes to overcome the other opponents in the division. Maybe they do with the Dolphins and, of course, the Jets. But, you know, with just some of the other tough parts of their schedule and then the books will kind of just automatically adjust and inflate that win total a tad bit or decrease the chalk on the odds to miss the playoffs. Then I would look to attack the Patriots from that angle. Ben, I don't know what you're thinking about this team, but look, I I get what Jeff's saying in terms of not counting out Belichick, but I definitely don't want to be betting on the Patriots in really any kind of arena up to this point. Right. What's hard, too, is if this defense was at least on paper schemed to look a lot better than it does, I'd actually be in a position to be buying low on New England because, like, any time, I almost wonder, not that this was by design because I'm I'm sure – the reality is for Bill Belichick, you would have liked to have figured out who's actually calling plays sometime before the first or second week of the preseason. But the reality is for Mac Jones, I mean, they, they ran such a simplified offense to begin with that I don't really yeah. see that being the issue. He released the ball between essentially you know, two and a half and three and a half seconds most of the time anyway, last season when he was passing the ball. And so for an offensive line that at least does have four of the five starters returning and did a good job of protecting him, even though what you were asking wasn't, wasn't much. You're just asking him to get rid of the ball quickly. I wonder if we're if we're not actually uh, un, you know underselling or undervaluing this Patriots offense a little bit. The issue, though, to me, guys, comes on the defensive side of the ball, where you look at their positional grades coming in, bottom ten defensive line from Pro, Pro Football Focus, uh, bottom bottom ten to bottom half of the league if you look at the linebacker room or the front seven. Whether you look at PFF or Sharp Football, same thing can be said for the the secondary as well, bottom ten unit there. And with the, the roster turnover they've had on the defensive side of the ball, to me, that's actually the bigger issue for them coming into the year. Like, I'm not worried about Mac Jones and, and his inability to figure it out with a new offensive coordinator. When you expect the offense to work to his strengths anyway, and they have enough pieces, and they're going to obviously ask a lot of like, a guy like Jenu Smith, who they spent a ton of money on in free agency a season ago. I want to see what that defense looks like, and can they get routine pressure on opposing quarterbacks to at least help out a secondary that's going through some change? So with all those unknowns, like in, in the long run, I do trust Belichick to figure out the development there, but schedule makers did them no favors. Top seven, toughest schedule by opposing win totals. Bottom, uh, or the th- third, I think, toughest on the rest, uh, the overall rest edges as well. A lot of short weeks or playing teams off bye week. So it's going to be a difficult ask. Uh, I, the week one line is fascinating to me because everybody is seemingly guys is on Miami for week one with all the negativity you've heard in the preseason. And it's going to be Mike, Dan- Mike McDaniel making his head coaching debut as a favorite with a whole lot of uncertainties too on that side of the football as well. So it's a hard pass for me uh, on, on New England. And uh, it's, I'm, I'm more going to be in wait and see mode just to, to look at the development, especially on the defensive side there. You know, the, the week one matchup is the exact opposite of what it was last year, guys. Remember last yeah. year, week one, Miami on the road in Foxborough. New England was basically consensus from everyone. I know Wes Reynolds and I had, the, had, the, had them in the, the contest last year laying two and a half. That was a game where Damian Harris fumbled as New England was going in to take the lead late. Miami won. Of course, the Dolphins actually swept New England a year ago. But remember, Brian Flores, for whatever reason, had Bill Belichick's number. Of course, the uh, the famous one at the end of the 2019 season as a 17-point underdog going into Foxborough and, quite frankly, changing, changing the course of NFL history with that upset win the final week in 2019. Different era, as Ben said, though. Mike McDaniel making his debut 
for the Dolphins uh, next Sunday. Hey, we'll be talking about that game on this show next Sunday. That'll probably be one with a three-point line right now. That'll be going to the wire next week down in South Florida. All right, I guess it's time. Jeff, will that game be will that game be 5-3 like it was in Iowa, uh, South Dakota State yesterday? Is, <laughs> you, that, uh, is that what we're thinking? You know, you know first off, because Danny's in the heart of Big Ten country, I, I have to imagine Best game the, ever. the 7-3 with two safeties warmed your heart for one. Uh, I don't think that will be 7-3. Now, uh, a team that might get safety multiple times in week one because they are the New York Jets. We don't know who's starting week one yet. We assume it will be Flacco with the injury to Zach Wilson. Uh, As you can see, uh, BetMGM doesn't have any numbers up except for the AFC East to win the AFC and to win the Super Bowl because of the unknown with Zach Wilson. No current win total the last a win total out there. There were five and a halves and sixes at other books. Uh, the Jets were significant underdogs to make the playoffs. No shock there. Uh, about five dollars plus five hundred was the last available number at BetMGM. Uh, but but guys, I'll, I'll make my assessment very quick. Their schedule is so brutal. The first nine weeks, they have as hard of a schedule other than Kansas City. They have the second hardest schedule going through the first two months of the season. Even though I think the Jets are vastly improved, their offensive line could legitimately be a top 10 unit in the league. Their pass catchers are the best that they've been since 2015 when Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker were there. But this schedule is just brutality. Baltimore at Cleveland, Cincy at Pittsburgh, Miami at Green Bay, at Denver, New England, Buffalo, and then the bye week. Oh, and by the way, you get a trip to Foxborough after the bye week. Even though I think the Jets are a roster that is a seven, maybe even eight, if things go right, roster, four and 13, five and 12, probably where they end up because of how brutal that schedule is, Danny. Yeah, I, I could see this team turning out to be like the Detroit Lions last year. Maybe not that brutal, but in the sense of they're in a lot of games, they're competitive, but they're not actually finishing the job and racking it up in the W column. As you're kind of alluding to, Jeff, I mean, on paper, they have the talent based on the draft. And yeah, that offensive line certainly beefed up. The question still remains in the quarterback position. But Ben, I think another big question, too, is are we really convinced Salah is that guy? Can we judge him that bigly as of this point? And conversely, or not even conversely, just aside from that, uh, is the draft that they executed apparently so well, will that transition immediately right out of the gates? Yeah, I give him a big old incomplete, uh, Danny. I'm sure Jeff probably feels the same way because just because of the lack of bodies he really had on the roster a season ago. But what you have, I mean, what I would need to see out of the Jets this year, and we talk about all the things they've improved upon, that secondary has the potential to be really, really good pretty soon into the season, even though there's so many young guys there. But you were a bottom three defensive line in pressure rate a season ago. And if that is the case again, and I know that was Jeff, as you know, largely due to injuries and, and a, lack of, uh, a lack of personnel on that front line, but you're going to put your young secondary guys in a really tough spot right away. If you can't get consistent pressure on the quarterback, look, if it is Joe Flacco, Flacco <laughs> revenge game week one, that'll be fascinating. Everyone's going to have Baltimore and survivor. I don't know that I would, I'd be willing to throw that road team in right away, but that that's kind of the sort of underrated storyline. I'm going to be looking at here for the jets, especially first, you know, six, seven games. Like you talk about Jeff and what is such a tough schedule. Plenty, plenty of time for the Jets to find ways to lose games, guys. That's all I'm going to say going into this season. A live bet Sunday rolling along. Brian Kelly makes his debut tonight as the head coach of LSU. We look at LSU Florida State next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Bet Sunday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. And if all legs of the parlay but one hit, you'll get your stake back and free bets up to $25. So log into your account or download the app and sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion and place a one-game parlay with, with four legs or more on any MLB game. If you miss only one leg of your wager, you'll receive $25 in free bets back. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to place a wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Burke, get on that right now. Get on that right now, Danny Burke. It's Live Bet Sunday. I'm Jeff Parles here at the South Point. Ben Wilson's cross town at Circa. Danny Burke in Chicago. You have the three of us all NFL season long. This show a little bit different because uh, no games today. No NFL games today. It'll be a little different at this time. About one week from now, someone's going to be driving down the field to get a late win or a late cover. Back door could be wide open at East Rutherford or Chicago next week. Could have a lot of fun. Well, not could. We will have a lot of fun through the year with this. Guys, I want to put a bow on the discussion that we just had because, of course, now we're doing our VEASAN pro tips every single hour uh, on the hour on every single show. And I just want to bring this up because we brought up the Jets last segment. A team, even though the perception's changing a little bit on some betters, a lot of betters betting their season win total over, they're not popular week one. Just the public perception could alter betting markets. And really pre- present actually some betting value, whether it be season long or really for this week to week potential value on teams that, yeah, they may they may go four and thirteen like the Jets, like the Houston Texans, like the Atlanta Falcons. I won't throw the Bears in that for Danny's sanity, but you're basically looking at having potential value on teams that the perception is so down on them that you may get an extra point of value in that way, Danny. Yeah, absolutely. And especially in week one. And I know you mentioned the Bears and we like to kid about them. And I always say full disclosure. I mean, yes, I'm a Bears fan, <laughs> but I'll be brutally honest about them just as much as you'll be with the Jets. We know Ben, ben doesn't have to be brutally honest because he's a Packers fan. So he just gets to live in paradise. But the point is, like, look at week one with Trey Lance laying seven points on the road against the Bears. I'm not saying the Bears are going to win this game. But I feel like they can keep it close enough, or rather, it's more 
before. So how are you putting so much stock already into Trey Lance? Can you put stock into Shanahan? Absolutely. The surrounding parts in the team, you betcha. But week ones are always kind of wonky, and especially with a guy who has had minimal playing time up to this point. The Bears have a new coaching system. They at least got a little bit of momentum from that, from preseason. As funny as that seems, it's true because when you're in a situation like Chicago, you need all the wins you could get, whether it's regular season or preseason. But you're right. You know, maybe because of what the public perception is of a team like the Bears, that's why even though Trey Lance has minimal experience, the line's all the way up to seven. Same thing could be applied to the Jets. Heck, same thing could be applied to the Texans. Personally, I did bet they're under, but I can understand why people would actually like to bet them ATS because Davis Mills isn't a pretty name, but he was pretty darn good on the field last year, and maybe he can even take a little bit of a step forward. So, Ben, teams like that, as Jeff was kind of leading me into it, I, I do think that, mm. no, you're not looking to bet them outright or something with their win totals, but ATS-wise, especially early on, that's how you can take advantage of it with those inflated lines. Yeah, and we just have to remember, not everything we expect to have happen and develop over an 18-week, 17-game season is going to manifest over a 60-minute period in week one. And we sometimes just expect, you do all the homework, you do all the deep dive digging into all these teams, and you expect, all right, all my preconceived notions, they're just going to start right out, out of the gate here, and it'll, it'll show up in that way in, in week one. And so as a result, you definitely get uh, the inflated lines. I think last year, the best example of this, when you think about how narratives and not numbers drive betting markets, was, the, was Jacksonville last year. Remember Jacksonville, three and a half, four-point favorite on the road against Houston and Urban Meyer's first game. I know Jeff and I, that was our, that was our favorite play of week one last year. Just easiest a straight fade of that year. entire narrative. I mean, that was easy. Yeah, easiest bet we probably won in week one. We got it out of the way right away. So that's just one of the examples where a lot of times, if you can pick off these numbers that are driven entirely by narrative, I would throw in week one this year from what we're seeing early is the, is the Carolina-Cleveland number where that thing that w with Baker Mayfield, it is being driven entirely by this whole uh, revenge spot narrative for Baker Mayfield when the Browns clearly have it. a significantly better roster and have, have had success even with subpar quarterback play in the past. We saw it. Uh, we've seen it really each of the last couple of years. And that, to me, is a good example this week is you started to see that get to two, two and a half. Who knows if that touches three, but that's at least one of the one of several that I'm noticing in week one. And it's a good thing to keep in mind because we're also going to have big overreaction too to week one where things don't go the way we expect. People might zigzag on teams. And it's one, one thing you want to be is uh, consistent as a better and not go totally uh, nuclear and, and haywire in your reactions to what you see just in one game. It's a whole season deal. You'll be able to be able to pick numbers off that make no sense. Heck, even in week six, you probably find something that's two, three points off because of what we saw just a, the week before in the National Football League. That was our pro tip for the hour. We do one every single hour here on VSIN across every single show. So that means at least 20 per day. They're all available for VSIN Pro subscribers only at vsin.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Again, our VSIN pro tip of the hour. All right, guys, we do have a college football game today. Again, I wish we had more than just one. And it's a later tip uh, or kick, I should You're say. You're not sweating seven. Jackson State, Florida A&M right now, Jeff? I saw the total went up a touchdown in that this morning. That's the only <laughs> betting thing. It's only 7 nothing a quarter in. Oh, well, there you go. I guess uh, the move to the over, not great so far in, uh, in that uh, FCS no. matchup. But on the FBS side, uh, Brian Kelly and his newly found Southern accent leading <laughs> LSU into the Superdome tonight to take on Florida State. LSU's been bet here. Not surprising. Brian Kelly has actually covered every game to begin a season where his team has been favored in the first game. So we're trying to keep that trend going. Four right now on the Bayou Bengals. 50 and a half the total. Danny, I'll start with you. I thought at three, three and a half, this was a little cheap. I think four feels about right, though on LSU in a new coaching era. And again, a big year for Florida State for Mike Norvell. Yeah, four seems perfect to me as well. And that's ultimately, while I'll probably be staying away from this game pre-flop, I will look to live bet it in case Florida State gets out to an early lead or it's just a slow kind of methodical game and the line adjusts a little bit more so in favor of the Seminoles. 
But I mean, you talk about that trend with Brian Kelly, that is impressive. But ultimately what it comes down to for Kelly is he's not a coach who really has those rebuilding years. And LSU is not a program that expects this to be a rebuilding season. They have enough talent there. They have enough guys that got through the portal. And we're not talking about overall the season. I guess he could just apply to this game. And I do think they still have the slight advantage over Florida State, even though the Seminoles do have one game under their belt. It's going to be a whole different competition here against the LSU. LSU Tigers. So I don't think it's probably going to be the prettiest of wins, but it may start out in that slow kind of rut for LSU. They'll probably find a way in the second half. And I'm banking on a better opportunity to take advantage of a better number potentially with Brian Kelly's company in this game, Ben. Well, and just remember, too, last year, I mean, it was Brian Kelly's Notre Dame taking on Florida State in a game that just – it seemed like the whole world was on the Irish in that game a season ago. And it, there's just – you know, there's been this perception, too, and, uh, and, and the narrative on Florida State when you have four losing seasons in a row that this is just an auto bet against. And while I'm not taking anything away from what they did against Duquesne, a pretty weak FCS team, and it was, what, over 600 yards of offense to, in the 150 range last week, at the same time, it's obvious when you look at what Mike Norvell was able to do a season ago where those games against Florida, those games against Notre Dame, against Clemson were really, really tight. They've clearly made enough incremental progress where, to me, I think you're, you're, if you're betting on LSU, you're completely betting on narrative and past performance in history with a guy like Brian Kelly when there's really nothing to back it up. You're just kind of you're, – you're just betting on that incremental improvement just in one offseason already being there. So I think to make that bet at two and a half where, where it was most of this offseason or at three where it was until the last 24 hours – I wouldn't have an issue with that. Anything above three to me, uh, a you're you're pretty you're losing significant amount of value going through a key yeah. number and, and missing that number now by a, a point point and a half. Now that it's up to four market wide, would not surprise me at all if this is a field goal game where you go back and forth. Sure, maybe LSU grinds out a win late, but with, what the thing I'll be looking at too, guys, is this has been such a boomer bust LSU defense, and we know they've got the playmakers and the athletes to quickly turn things around. But if Florida State's able to keep the ball ahead of the chains, they, they were one of the worst teams converting third downs last year because they had so many big negative plays early on in drives. But when they stayed ahead of the chains, they were a top 10 uh, red zone offense a season ago. So that, to me, was the big thing Mike Norvell was going to be working on this offseason, certainly with having Jordan Travis back for another year, showing incremental improvement. And we obviously saw that week one. That's that to me, like if that manifests and they're able to keep out of their own way early in these drives, that could give LSU some problems on defense. One that I think is going to be uh, kind of hit or miss, at least to start this year. Well, plenty more to break down. Only three and a half hours until that game kicks down in Louisiana. Again, LSU currently a four point favorite against Florida State. 730 Eastern kickoff for that one. One hour down, four to go here on Live Bet Sunday. We're going to the AFC North with the biggest movement on the board next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago street course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.